Dr. Alan Leica here, and I'd like to welcome you to How to Live a Fantastic Life Show, where we will be discussing the important aspects of your life. We hope to inspire you to live the best life you can. Get out of your comfort zone and explore the awesome world around you. Break through your barriers. Take inspired action. Use the difficulties in your life to achieve the best version of you. Nathan Osmond is making a name for himself in the country music world with four consecutive number one hit singles on various country charts. He shared the stage with names such as Carrie Underwood, Chris Young, Martita McBride, Trace Adkins, uh, Easton Corbin, and many, many, many more. He has been recently nominated as New Artist of the Year by the New Music Awards in Los Angeles. His music videos have been seen on CMT and GAC, and his new single, Get Welcome to the Party, just hit number 21 on the independent country charts. He has plans to release a new album titled Homebound, Homer Bound Heroes, soon featuring duets with country music legends Colin Ray and Linda Davies. Uh, Nathan is, is the second oldest of eight boys. He's the son of Susan Ogman and pop icon Ellen Osman of the performing group The, the Osmonds. You know, no one of your stature couldn't have got there without climbing a mountain of adversity. Now, tell me how you've done that and still are smiling <laughs> at the end of the day. Well, it's because I go to bed with a hanger in my mouth. I'm always, uh, it's an Osmond mold. <laughs> you see, even if you're having a tough day, you just got to put on that Osmond smile and go to town because, you know, it's contagious and people like to be around people that are happy, people that are excited, people that love what they do. And every one of us have hard times. But the thing is, is that you don't just go through it. You grow through it. My father has a big rock out in front of his house. This is life is tough. He spells it T-U-F-F. And it's become our Osmond kind of acronym. It stands for target, understand, focus and fight. That's how you get tough. He says tough times never last, but tough people do. And he says, life is tough, but so are you. And I just love that uh, he's got all these acronyms. And, kind of, you know, he's been battling MS, multiple sclerosis, for, for 34 years now. But from day one, his attitude is, I might have MS, but MS does not have me. And that's the dad that I was raised with. So I think I, I got to give props to my parents, Suzanne and Alan Osmond, just so, so grateful to be their son. In fact, I'm getting an MC, a big conference coming up November 16th. They're receiving this called the Pillar of the Valley Award. The two of them are. And wow. uh, I get to present that award with them and does the MC. It's going to be fun. But uh, yeah, I just, I think attitude, uh, not aptitude determines altitude, you know? So if you want to rise, you got to have a good attitude. Well, those, those are good sayings. And I'm glad you're saying that because, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have had some tough times in these last two years as this oh, yeah. pandemic has come across. In fact, a lot of people in the in the art world have taken mm -hmm. two years off because they couldn't get stages anywhere. So mm. you've been prolific. You've written country western top songs during that. But some well, people have literally taken two years off and just taken a holiday. I've learned a word in all the choreography that we've done throughout our careers, and that is pivot. <laughs> You've got to learn how to pivot because the thing is, is, yeah, I was doing 277 live events in 201 cities just in 2019 and then nothing, you know? And so what do you do? 
you get creative. Um, I just had a chance to get co-producer credits on a movie I just produced with my friend Savannah Osler. And, and the cool thing is, is that I got to play myself in the movie. How cool is that? And uh, so she, <laughs> that's a she pretty rarity me. these days. I know. I said on the first shoot, you know, day, I was like, Hey, how do I get in the character? She goes, just be yourself. <laughs> so I did. It was fun. It's called even in dreams. You go to evenindreams.com, You can see the trailer. It's now uh, out for uh, the purchase. Uh, pre- they're, they're doing the, the pre-sales on DVDs now, but uh, it was fun to do that project. I've done a lot of other things throughout this, uh, this time of COVID because it really kind of threw a, a, a wrench in the performing side and the speaking side, because we had to get creative. We had to go virtual. We had to do, you know, Zoom was introduced to us. And uh, I've been doing my podcast. I got a podcast called Achieving Awesomeness now that I do every single week. And, uh, you know, we've got over 100 episodes now. But that was something that kind of helped push me through COVID, helped me to come up with good content that helped to motivate, inspire my mind, and help me to keep uh, others engaged. Because a lot of us were going through a lot of hard times, you know, during COVID. Um, but I got involved in a, in a company called Fluent Worlds. And, uh, you know, it was all, that, that's the next job I grabbed, you know, with my friend David and Dr. Linda Bradford. They put me on as their VP of, of sales and marketing. Well, guess what? I became the face of the company. Now I'm like the mascot. And it's kind of fun. They still keep me on retainer. I went to school. I got my mortgage license. OsmondHomeLoans.com was born, part of the elite team of Security Home Mortgage. And now I'm saving the world one mortgage at a time. You know, I'm <laughs> hanging out with you. We're doing all sorts of good stuff. But that's the thing is you got to get creative. You got to look at what you have around you. What can I do to, to you know, provide for my family and have fun doing it? And so, uh, you know, we got creative. But the thing is, never stop sharpening that saw. Keep that brain alive. Learn new things. Every day should be a learning experience. And that's the way I look at it. Am I doing more music? Absolutely. I got this whole new album, like I just mentioned. And uh, now Wounded Warriors is looking at this as a possible fundraising uh, you know, product that they can use for their project. So it's all, it's all about our troops, you know? So you just got to keep producing. Never stop producing. For, for you know, people that take time off their careers because COVID, for crying out loud, you know, God gave you a talent for a reason. And we heard that story once before. And if you hide it, whoops, you got to multiply your talents while you're here on the earth. And so that's what I try to do. Um, I've got a production company called Intune Productions that I run. And it's a lot of fun. And, you know, I, now the doors are starting to open up. I just spoke on stage this last week for 45 minutes with people like General Flynn. You know, it was pretty awesome to get the opportunity to, to stand up there and share some history, American history, and sing some of these new patriotic songs that I've written. And anyways, we're just going to keep doing it till we get it right. Perfect, perfect, perfect. That's what you said before we got on the show here, that the Osmond <laughs> motto is you're going to keep doing it till you get right, even though That's you've been right. doing it for about 60 years now. Yeah, well, I'm not 60, but the Osmonds, yes. The, the, the Osmonds have been doing it for 60 years. Yeah, so that's, that's our family cool. slogan. We're going to keep doing it till we get it right. Now, you've always had musical roots. When did you start to veer into the country and Western better? You know, that's a good question. Because um, I told myself I'd never like country music. <laughs> but, the, but the thing is, is that I moved to Branson, Missouri when I was a teenager. And I got to give credit to my cousin, Travis, because he's a real hick. And he had me sit down in his Ford F-150, you know, the little cassette, which youth nowadays don't know what that is. I, I pop, he popped in this cassette. He said, no, you listen to this guy. His name is Garth. And Garth Brooks came on and I was like, wow, country changed, you know, and I started listening to more of it and started getting introduced to a lot of the country acts that were coming to town in Branson, you know, John Michael Montgomery and Vince Gill and all these people started coming to town. I started listening to more of it. 
And I became a country convert. And so now, you know, with four country number one hits on the radio, you know, it's pretty exciting to be able to, to share what's inside here. Because the country is, I believe, is some of the best love songs ever written were country ballads. And uh, it's just really a genre that fits. But I give my wife credit, too, because right after we got married in 2002, I was doing a production of Joseph and the Amazing Technic of the Dreamcoat and Annie Get Your Gun. Every other night we would alternate. It was a place called Tuacon down in Ivins, Utah. Beautiful red rock backdrop. But the thing is, is I came out during uh, this uh, rehearsal, this dress rehearsal, dressed as this cowboy named Mac. And my wife looks at me. She's like, you're supposed to be a country singer. I'm like, what? Is look at you, you got the look, your songs are very crossover. I think, and plus, you know, if you want longevity in this business, he says, where's the most faithful fans of all? Country music. And uh, you can, you don't have to sing about the club. You can talk about PTA. You can drive a minivan and people accept that. You can look like Willie Nelson sell albums. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love Willie. And the thing is, is you could do whatever, you know, and, and people love country music. So anyways, I started doing it. I went out to, to Nashville. I wrote with the guys from Lone Star and uh, they tied up the first song I ever wrote with them in Nashville. I don't think it's that easy. Anyways, long story short, the lead singer after 14 years that about two weeks later, after we wrote that song announced to the band that he wanted to go solo. And so I'm thinking, oh, shoot, there goes my big opportunity. My big song is now, you know, so I called up Dean Sams. He's the founding member of Lone Star. I said, hey, Dean, if you're not going to record that song, do you mind if I do? It's always been my dream to have my own country album, you know, my own country career. He says, well, dude, just come to my house and we'll do it right. So Lone Star produced half of my first album. And then I went down to Muscle Shoals, Florence, Alabama, and my buddy Gary Baker, amazing songwriter. He wrote the song, I Swear, and I'm already there for Lone Star and other people. Anyways, he took me in and finished the album. And after that, we shopped it. We got signed. And now we're going to just keep doing it till we get it right. But it's fun. And we got the second album and we've had other singles and now movies. And it's just led to a lot of great opportunities. That's that's quite a story of how you started in that, because I, I know you you started with with a group of others and you yeah. started with, with my brothers. Yeah, it's my second generation. Yeah, yeah, we had three songs in the top 40 over in the UK. We used to tour with New Kids on the Block, Cutter Me Bad, Salt and Pepper, Naughty by Nature, you know, Extreme, all those 90s bands. And we had a lot of success, a lot of fun, especially over in Europe. And also in Japan, we did a Japanese album. We sang in the Tokyo Dome, the Osaka Stadium. So I've been singing my whole life. I got my start, though, on the Donnie Marie show as a little kid. You know, I, was, I wasn't even a year old and I was on national television sucking out a binky. I was like Maggie Simpson, you know, <laughs> but it was fun. And that's where we got our start performing and singing as brothers. And Bob Hope's the one that discovered us back in 1986, put us on his Christmas show. And after that, you know, it was just, it was all over the place. People magazine started writing us. We, we got signed on Curb Records and Epic Sony over in Europe. And, you know, my whole life, it's been performing and singing and entertaining. And then I got into the speaking side of things as well, because I looked at that as another form of entertainment. I call it edutainment. You know, where you're able to educate, inspire, and yet perform. Again, you, you got a stage, you got a mic, you got an audience, you know. So, and then of course, acting. You know, I've been in several different movies, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's fun to explore your talents and, and see where they lead. Uh, when did you do your last speaking engagement? This last weekend, I just was on stage with General Flynn and a bunch of uh, patriots up there. They invited me and they gave me 45 minutes. I was like, wow, this is great. So I thought, what can I talk about? Because, you know, in our nation right now, there's a lot of division. And I said, I got to do something that unifies us. I got to remind people of why America. 
And uh, so I love history. You know, when I was out there doing all those speaking engagements in 2019, 277 in 201 cities, I took advantage of the places I was in to go out and explore and to see these battlefields of the Civil War and to go into these museums. And when I was in D.C., all the great, you know, Smithsonian museums and anywhere I went, no matter what town it was, I tried to find out what is this town known for? Let me go see it. And so I learned a lot of American history. And I share some history that most people don't know, that a lot of it's been taken out of our history books. I had to go way back. And it was really cool to be able to share some things. People said, I had no idea that that was part of our history. And so now it just opened their minds and their eyes, and they got excited and reminded them that God has blessed this country forever. And he will continue to do so, so long as remember him. And so I brought a really positive message. I even did a little Johnny Cash ragged old flag in there. And uh, they ate that up. It was so cool. But I ended it with a song called For America. And it says, for those purple mountains in the land of the free, for those wide open spaces, as far as I can see, for our children's future, there is no greater cause. This is why I'm a soldier for one nation under God for America. And then it's just this really powerful driving songs on the new album that's going to be coming out. So uh, it was really fun to get to sing and to speak, obviously, you know, for 45 minutes, went over really well. But, uh, you know, I just I just want to be able to use my platform as an entertainer, as a speaker, as an actor, as a podcaster to inspire the mind and lift the soul. That's the whole slogan of our of our production company, Entune Productions. And um, you can learn more at EntuneProductions.com. Cool. So what are some of your favorite songs and some of your favorite lyrics? Mm, gosh, I tell you, there's there's a really cool song on this new album that, uh, you know, we tried to do something, especially since it was going to be featuring the troops. We're losing on average 22 veterans a day to suicide. I lost a cousin to it. So I talked about this song on um, on my podcast and I ended up sending it over to uh, this DJ. He asked if he could get a copy of it. He says, this girl needs to hear it. And so I did. And three days later, he calls me back and says, you just saved a life. I said, what do you mean? This girl who was at the point of no return uh, listened to your song and decided to stick around. And so I love that the lyrics have power, you know, can inspire people. But uh, Linda Davis and I recorded this song and Michael Curtis and Linda wrote it. But it says um, uh, this song starts off as she was beautiful, so picturesque. Surrounded by a family love and happiness, but blinded, she couldn't see those things. An angel meant to fly, went and clipped your wings. Don't go there. No, not that far. Says, God will come and bring you home right where you are. Just reach out. You're not alone. There's nothing that you've done that you can't come back home. When you hear those demons call you in the midst of your despair, don't go there. And it really is powerful. One Another song from that album that really touched my heart. I sat in this chair over here when I wrote it with a lady named Marwena Diame from Scotland. And we wrote it in 30 minutes. But the first time I, uh, I wrote this first line of this song, it just brought tears to my eyes because it, it was like a tender mercy where I was able to kind of have that moment of getting on a plane and saying goodbye to my family as if I were a soldier. Because these soldiers that have listened to this song said, Nathan, how, where did you get that, that lyric? Because, man, you were spot on with that. You know, you've never served like we have. And I said, well, it was a tender mercy. Uh, but it says the hardest thing I ever had to do was boarding that plane and saying bye to you and watching our kids hold their mom and cry. Now I'm here in an awful place. I close my eyes and I see your face and pray to God that he won't let me die because I promised you forever. And that's what you deserved. But I also pledge allegiance. And that's why I serve. 
and it goes in and I says, uh, it says, I gave you, uh, I gave you my word for better or worse. Though the heavens fall, I'll fight for you. I'll go through the fire, get down to the wire. Even though I know we're worlds apart, you're here in my heart. And oh gosh, it just brings tears to these soldiers' eyes when they hear this song because they've lived that. I've never lived that, but they made me an honorary command sergeant major and even let me go in the Pentagon. Isn't that crazy? That should frighten you. <laughs> but it was so cool to get to go in there. And I mean, Mad Dog Mattis is right in the other room and I walked right past his office. It was so cool. But, you know, um, I love this country. I think it's apparent. That's one thing I love about country music is that it's it, it lends itself to patriotism, you know. And so I've tried to record songs that have meaning and I love to write. Uh, you should go check out my song, Stars and Stripes, because that's the one that opened the door for all these other patriotic songs. Cool. Cool. That's really nice. That's really nice. Now, I'm going to change friends a little bit, you know? Yeah. Uh, what advice would you give a younger version of yourself if you met him on the street? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question, because I asked that very same question to my dad. I said, Father, if you could go back in time, we're sitting here in this Chinese buffet. We just had a meeting together trying to see if I could help him become more of a speaker and get him opportunities. And I said, Father, if you could give yourself any advice, you know, like your younger self, pointing at myself, because uh, I'm very much like my dad. He says, what would you tell yourself? And he made some smart, ugly remark, you know, and just made me laugh. But he says, no. then he stopped and he thought about it. He says, you know, here's what I tell myself. It's not who you are but who you become that ultimately matters. We're all works in progress. And so don't beat yourself up if you're not where you are, where you want to be today, right now, because there's always room for improvement. And if you continuously work on you and you continuously strive to learn and grow and help others and, and, and improve your talents, improve your art, improve whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish, you will always be a work in progress. I mean, this millennium that's coming, that's a thousand years we've got to work, you know, on, our, on ourselves and then eternity. I believe that life continues and I believe that, uh, that we have a long ways to go. Um, but uh, the thing is, is don't beat yourself up. See, I was cast in the role of Charlie Brown in the national tour. You're a good man, Charlie Brown. And I was getting ready for this role. And I started working on this one song called The Doctor Is In where Lucy says to Charlie, Charlie Brown, you got to come out and talk about everything that's wrong with you. And, um, and so he does, he says, I'm not very handsome or clever or lucid. I've always been stupid at spelling and numbers. I've never been much playing football or baseball or stickball or checkers or marbles or ping pong. I'm usually awful at parties and dances. I stand like a stick or I cough or I laugh or I don't bring a present or I spill the ice cream or I get so depressed that I stand and I scream. Well, how could there possibly be one small person as thoroughly, totally, utterly blah? is me. And as I worked on that role, I tell you, I literally became Charlie Brown. And I wondered why things were not going well in my life until I took time out of my life to really go and get still and try and meditate, think and pray and figure this out. Because I just was carrying this dark cloud in my heart and I didn't know why. And then I sat in my Pontiac as I sat there and I prayed and I started to just think and I swear someone spoke to me. And that said this, it said, why don't you love yourself the way that I love you? And I stopped and I looked over my passenger seat as if someone had just said it to me. And I realized who had said it to me. And I realized what I had become. I had literally become that role of Charlie Brown, you know, who wears, wears this paper bag over his head and says, good grief everywhere he goes. Who's just, you know, 
sees this girl nibbling on her pencil and she's like, Hey, she's normal, you know? And it's just like, he just has this lack of confidence. I was failing math at the time. I was, I was bringing to life everything I kept telling myself over and over and over again. How could there possibly be one small person is thoroughly, totally, utterly blah as me. And if you say those things to yourself over and over and over again, they start to affect you. You start to manifest those things. So why not say, hey, why am I so successful? You know, my friend Noah St. John, I just had him on my podcast, talked about this. He calls them affirmations. Why do I have so much money? Why am I so fit? Why, you know, start, your mind will start to believe what you tell it. So if you want to be somebody that's successful and, and wealthy and, 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 and gregarious, whatever it is, but if you want to, if you, I did this with, with, uh, with uh, Brian Tracy, he looked at my goals I had written down, what I will do. He, I was 250 pounds at the time. He said, Nathan, I want you to rewrite these goals as if you're already living them. I weigh this. I have this. I do this. And he, I call them goals in the present. But the thing is, is you start to manifest this in about four months time. I said, I said, I weigh 200 pounds and have a size 34 waist. Four and a half months later, I looked like that. And it wasn't with Nutrisystem, Aunt Marie. You know, I did this because I started to surround myself with people that were getting the results I wanted to do. I started focusing. I started manifesting what it is that I wrote down in the present. So if you want to see some success, you know, why wait till you're dead to have your obituary written? Write it now. What do you want to have said about yourself at that big final graduation ceremony? Say, I did this. I have this. I am this. You know, describe your best self. And then get to work because you got to work at it. And every single day is an opportunity to shine. Yeah, I think that's the key. I think that's the huge thing is every day you've got to take it, live it to the fullest and let it be an opportunity to do your best work ever. Because you never know when that day is going to be your last one. You never do. You know, it's just so hard to see, you know, with COVID, we lost a lot of people, but you know, suicide, I lost a cousin. And, you know, I talked to my friend, Les Brown, who says something to me, he says, you know, picture yourself, he says, laying there on your deathbed and surrounding your bed are all the dreams, all the visions, all the ideas that came to you. And they're looking you with in those eyes saying, we came to you and only you could have given us life. And now we must die with you. Wow. None of us want to be in that position. But he says the greatest, most richest pieces of real estate are cemeteries. Because think of all the ideas, the recipes, the, the dreams, the books that were never written, that were buried in that ground with those people. You know, he says, live full, die empty, he said. So leave it all out on the stage, like my father says, when you do a performance. Well, this life is a performance. It's a stage. And it's a stage in the, in the, in the, in the big scheme of eternity. You know, we're only here for a certain amount of time. My parents always said, you know, they didn't want to be stage parents, but that's exactly what they were because they've been there for me in every stage of my life. And in the stage that you're in right now, you know, how's it going? How is your performance? How are you performing? You know, and it's not about doing things to be seen a man. You do it because you want to improve yourself. It's like the game of golf. You're not playing against anybody but yourself. Are you better today than you were yesterday? And if you are, whose fault is that? You know, you just got to keep pushing, keep, keep shining because there will be a graduation ceremony eventually someday. And, uh, you know, you got this much time to live here and the rest of eternity to look back and see how you did, because what we do here affects the rest of eternity. 
Yeah, that's cool. Well, Nathan, how can people get in touch with some of your works and how can they get in touch with, with some of the things that you're doing currently? Oh, absolutely. If you go to NathanOsman.com is my website. I've got links to my store there. I got links to my podcast. I got links to what I'm doing, you know, even now in the mortgage world with OsmanHomeLoans.com. I'm licensed in Utah and Idaho. And it's just so much fun to be able to to be busy and hopefully productive. That's the key. There's a difference between the two. But the thing is, is don't beat yourself up. Look at today, set some goals, start your day off on the right foot. It's kind of like, just like a race. You know, if you start off a race poorly, you're going to probably have a poor ending. What you need to do every day is start off it like you're starting an Olympic race and get organized, have your power hours, start with prayer, get, get focused. You know, just like we talked about earlier, T-U-F-F, you got a target. What's your target? What do you want to do in life? You understand what it's going to take to get you there. And then F, focus. And that's where I struggle a lot. You know, I went and saw my doctor, thought I had ADD. He says, no, you have ADOLST. I'm like, what's that? Attention deficit. Oh, look, shiny things. You know, you got to focus. You got to really hone in there. And then my father says, you got to have the fight just like he does every day with his MS for 34 years. He's had that fight and he still continues to this day. He he's, uh, still walks around. He's got a cane. He's got a walker. Sometimes he even has a, a little scooter, but he's not stopping him. He's running a foundation called one heart. It's helping uh, orphanages around the world. My mother is involved in that too. And, you know, I just have some really good examples. Be the change you wish to see in the world. Mahatma Gandhi always said, and that's the message of today. Just get out there and, and give it your all. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Nathan Osman. You're so Like awesome. the show today, ladies and gentlemen, please put some comments down and press the like button so we can share this with more. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Did you know that you can get a free copy of Dr. Laika's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life? Yep. Just visit 13gpnow.ca and we'll send it right to you. That's the number 13gpnow.ca. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. We'll see you next week. Have a fantastic day. He always said, and that's the message of today. Just get out there and, and give it your all. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Nathan Osman. You're so Like awesome. the show today, ladies and gentlemen, please put some comments down and press the like button so we can share this with more. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You've been listening to How to Live a Fantastic Life. Did you know that you can get a free copy of Dr. Laika's book, The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life? Yep. Just visit 13gpnow.ca and we'll send it right to you. That's the number 13, gpnow.ca. And you'll want to subscribe right here on this page so you don't miss a single episode. We'll see you next week. Have a fantastic day.